This podcast is sponsored by Happy Warrior Kava. Be a happy warrior. Drink, relax, and enjoy the strong and smooth taste of the best-selling kava in the islands. Happy Warrior Kava. Another episode of H&N Overtime, the Hawaii News Now Sports Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Chenin, joined by my partner in crime, Davis Pittner. Third and week. we are back again with go. another installment of the H&N Sports Podcast. Third episode, we're making it somewhere. We are making it somewhere. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll see. But, we'll see. <laughs> um, very special, very special episode. I'm very excited for you guys to listen to and watch, we have our very own Jim Mendoza in studio. Jim Mendoza, a pillar, a He's an icon, a an icon in this newsroom and in living rooms across the islands as a journalist and sportscaster. Yeah. That's where that's our reason for bringing him into the uh, OTT room. But yeah, we have Jim Mendoza, the very yeah, one G- and only. Jim is pretty much an icon across Hawaii I would say I mean he's been doing this for years start off with you know as a sportscaster moving on to an anchor and right still continuing to work through the years now he's been a reporter unfortunately retiring soon yeah it's it, it's a tough loss I it think it is a tough not loss. only for us but you know for the state it just his storytelling has been it's yeah. been unreal for like, for if any of you the last maybe couple years yeah. he's been doing the tell me a story on H&N doing these fun or inspiring intriguing feature stories and some of them have to do with sports and we, we dive into that we dive into his time as a sportscaster meeting some people by the name you know some people you might know yeah. I mean uh, this one guy on uh, Magic Johnson. Yeah, he just played for the Lakers. Yeah, a bit. some guy just played some for guy. a basketball just, team. Just magic. Um, and you know, just talking talking about that. And the one time he was a sumo wrestler. Yeah, it's yeah. maybe not a lot of people know about that. That one. that's something I don't think people know about. But we are definitely going to show. That's that a story you're going to want to listen to. Yeah, that's for sure. That we're going to be bringing you in a bit, Kyle. Yeah, I say we take it to the interview. I think so. Let's take you to that interview. All right, guys, we are here with the one and only Jim Mendoza. Oh Let's give a round of applause. Round of there applause. we go, Kyle. Thank here you we go. So round much of applause. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank yeah. you, guys. Wow. This, this is, is the real star. This is the real star this right is, here. This is someone that is kind of like an institution in the newsroom. Yeah. Wow. When I when I grow, I grew up here, right? Mm-hmm. Jim Mendoza is one of those names <laughs> that you just know. It's like... It's so crazy that That's I'm what like, I keep hearing from everyone. I'm like co-workers with him. Yeah. Um, I can like just look over from my desk and he's like, like yeah. that's Jim Mendoza. <laughs> All right, that's us. That's us talking about Jim. Yeah. But we yeah. are here for sports, Jim. Sports. Yeah, We're here for sports. sports. You were a sports reporter back in the day. Oh, how, yes. Kind of talk to us about that. How how did you get involved into sports? You know, it was it like that growing up or Oh, absolutely. Uh when other people idolized athletes when I was a kid, I would idolize the sportscasters. I really did. And uh, I grew up listening to a lot of sports on the radio. 
that was my shtick, and I loved it, and I still do. But people like um, Al Michaels, he worked in Hawaii mm-hmm. oh, for really? a while. Wow. Yeah, he got this was really his big start. Was working in Hawaii as a sportscaster, uh, and he did both radio and television. And from here, he went on to the Cincinnati Reds, and then from then on, it's been you know the sky's the limit for that man. He's just so talented. But I used to go to high school football games at the old stadium. And I would sit up by the press box because I wanted to see Al Michaels going up and down the stairs to the press box. He, yeah. I idolized guys like that. And so I, I wanted to be in sports from that realm, be a sportscaster. And that's kind of, that was my dream. Uh, and it came to be a reality when I got into television sports with KGMB way back in the day. Yeah. So it started off with that football game and just kind of grew up from there? Uh, yeah, you know, um, through the years, I, I said, okay, this, this is what I want to do. Uh, and I, I went to, to the University of Hawaii, and I studied there. I studied journalism because I thought that would be the way to get there. Uh, and then I got waylaid. You know, things got in the way, and then I dropped out of school at that point. And, and uh, married life and being a dad got in the way. So it uh, didn't get in the way. It was a pleasure. <laughs> I should say that. <laughs> they didn't get in the way at all. But I just kind of changed my plans for a little bit. Uh, and then eventually went back and finished my degree and went from radio, where I worked for a number of years, um, to television. And that's, uh, I started in news. I first started in news as a general assignment reporter. And then the dream job opened up for me at KGMB to go there as a reporter producer. And that's how I got into sports on television. And, you know, kind of talk about that time of, you know, when you first started as a TV sportscaster with KGMB, mm-hmm. kind of maybe, I mean, I'm one of the younger guys in the office, Davis included, but yeah. I've only really been, you've been here for, what, two or three years now? Yeah, like four, 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 four I'm years. Sorry, I'm sorry. Come on, I've Kyle. only been here for about a year and a half, two <laughs> years. So yeah. just kind of talk about those um, maybe growing pains or, you know, just starting out as a sportscaster yeah. here at, uh, at KGMB. KGMB. You know, things were a lot different back then. Uh, We didn't have all the instant uh, information that we have nowadays, so you did a lot of digging. Uh, And back then, sports on television, uh, it was different, the way it was covered. We liked to uh, try to, we were trying to do things that were different in our sports room. And there there was me and there were two other guys. And uh, we said, well, what can we do differently? So we would do sports challenges. And the three of us would go out and play pick up basketball against <laughs> basketball players or whatever, or run track against a track runner uh, and that kind of stuff. So um, it was different. You know, I, I tried to focus on sports that were not just University of Hawaii sports because UH is the ticket in town, right? They still, yeah. It still is. Mm-hmm. They're our major league team. Uh, so I would try to focus on things like high school sports and things that weren't in the mainstream. Uh, frisbee, you know, uh, frisbee matches. and You covered uh, frisbee matches? Yeah. <laughs> right. I, did that. I, did, I did a whole feature on that, Ultimate Frisbee. Wow. I did wow. that, um, polo. Uh, I, did story, I did stories on polo. Uh, one story I really remember was, was uh, playing a kid in speed chess. Wow. Wait, what? Yeah, speed chess. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's chess on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this kid was a champion, and he was in Hawaii vacationing with his parents. So I found him, and I said, I got to do a story, a profile on this kid. So he said, I'll challenge you to a game of speed chess. He beat me, I promise, guys, in about a minute. 
Oh my wow. god! It was incredible. Yeah, you you move a piece and punch a clock. Yeah, and you know he was just so rapid fire. Anyway, that was one of the fun stories I did. Uh, and we would do other types of things that were just different off the beat things. And I'll share one funny story with you later on when you ask me about that. And that this relates <laughs> right. this relates to those sports challenges. But I had a lot of really good opportunities to meet a lot of neat people in sports. You know, yeah, I mean, we, we're very interested in hearing just kind of maybe some of the guys. You were telling us before we, yeah. we sat down here about some of the guys. You just named them. Um, you've met during your time in sports. Uh, just kind of go, go over maybe some of the top guys. I mean, hearing about a certain Laker by the name of Magic Johnson. <laughs> Once I know, heard that, that kind of blew my mind. Like, yeah, I was that like, blew my mind. Like, Fran Tarkenton, all these guys, you know, kind of talk about your interactions and your run-ins with, with these superstars. Oh, absolutely. They were just incredible people. Magic used to come here for an annual basketball camp on Maui. And so uh, I was sent a couple of times to cover the basketball camp, spent a whole day over there and watched him interact with, with uh, all kinds of people. And, and the basketball camp wasn't for kids. The basketball camp really was for older people mm -hmm. and people who wanted to rub shoulders with Magic Johnson, some rich folks. And so they would be at this basketball camp and others too. But Magic was a really, really good interview. He, uh, they don't call him Magic for nothing. I mean, when the camera comes on, he just changes and he lights up. Uh, and his, he's a very good interview. I know you guys look for good interviews when you do your things, and he was just stupendous and terrific to interview. Uh, some other athletes, you mentioned Fran Tarkenton. That's a name from the 1960s. He was a fantastic quarterback with the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. And I had a chance to interview him because he came to Hawaii as a motivational speaker, and he was holding an event here. So I made arrangements to interview him. Uh, another one that I'll never forget is Dick Butkus. Wow. <laughs> the monster, the original monster oh of the Midway. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And just what was that the, like? Hearing the stories about yeah. Dick Butkus, you know, you think he's going to be a mean, grisly kind of guy, pardon right. the pun, yeah. because he was a Chicago Bear. But I found him to be the most interesting, well spoken fella uh, when I did the interview with him. And that was, to me, it was a shock. Shock. Oh uh, others that I, I've interviewed. Um, well, Clyde Drexler, Clyde the Glide, uh, he came here for basketball. I interviewed Joe Frazier, the boxer's mm -hmm. son. Wow. Uh, when he came here, he was also a fighter and came to Hawaii. Um, and then locally, Dennis Alexio, who was huge in kickboxing. Dennis was really, really a, a phenomenal athlete in his sport, and he was always open to the media. So I did a number of interviews with him. Jesus Salud, who was a championship fighter. Um, and others. I have a really interesting salute story if you want to hear it. Yes, of course. I please. Think, yeah, please, I want to hear it. Jesus was, was here uh, and he was actually here training for a fight. And so I went to a gym. can't remember which one it was, uh, but I went to a gym to interview him. And when we finished our interview, we were just standing uh, off to the side chatting and there was a, a kid in the ring who was shadow boxing. And as Jesus turned to me and said, you know, he said, that kid is going to be a champion one day. And I said, what do you mean? He's, he's just a kid. And he was just a kid. And that kid turned out to be Brian Valoria. And Brian Valoria, of course, became a multi-time multi right. yeah. world champion. Wow. And uh, I'll never forget that. Salude saw something in him that, uh, you know, a lot wow. of people saw. Yeah. He was very talented just wow. as a youth. 
but that was that was something uh, when when that happened there. Um, another fellow who I was told was you'll you'll never get anything out of this guy was during the Pro Bowl week, and I did several of those Pro right. Bowl weeks, and they were always fun when the Pro Bowl was here in Hawaii, and you'd get access. We had great access to the athletes, mm-hmm. a lot of great football players, and one of them uh, was John Elway. And a friend of mine, another reporter at KGMB, he said, Jim, don't ask for autographs. You're not supposed to ask for autographs, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, being professional and all. Yeah. But I'm so unprofessional <laughs> that I took my autograph book in my back pocket. <laughs> and anyway, I got a bunch of autographs that day <laughs> on media day. But he said, one guy you'll never get anything from is John Elway. And I said, why? He said, well, I don't know, man. And, you know, I've tried to interview him, and he just never stops. And so I had concluded my interviews with the athletes I did that day. Uh, and John Elway was walking in front of me, leaving the field. And I said, excuse me, Mr. Elway. I just figured I'd take a shot. Right. And he turned around. He gave me one of the best interviews. He was so cordial. And what a neat guy. Wow. Yeah. So you never know. Un- unless you ask. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, with the, I mean, these athletes are celebrities. How how do you go into asking questions? Like, how do you interview these star athletes? You know, what types of questions do you ask for yeah. people who don't know? Like, yeah, how yeah. do you approach them? Well, how do you, you not feel starstruck? Like yeah. I do Cause I'm sure a lot of us yeah. are like, Oh, you're Marcus Mariota. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know, you know, um, when you get to talking to them for a while and you probably notice when you interviewed Marcus, they're just people, you know, uh, and if you relate to them, um, they relate to you. And I kind of always went in with that attitude because I was also that way. You know, a, a little when I was younger, mm-hmm. uh, it was tougher because, you know, I'd be sticking to my notepad like this, you know. <laughs> and uh, as I got older, I said, yeah, you don't need that thing. Just, just talk story. Uh, and if you know your subject and you're comfortable enough in your own skin, then it makes it a lot easier to talk to these people. And you just you discover that they are just regular folk. I have another story. Please, please, guys, yes, absolutely. Know, you're too young for this, but you, you, the old Charlie's Angels, the, oh, the original Charlie's the original Angels. Ones, the yeah. original ones, Some of your listeners will know the original Charlie's Angels. <laughs> okay. Three beautiful women. Okay? Okay. And one of them was Jacqueline Smith. Mm. And I was uh, in the sports, in our, we call it our sports cave, and I was in the sports <laughs> cave, and I was about to head out to... Uh, to some place, I think it was Mokuleia, to do a story about polo. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reporter, one of our reporters came running in the room. He said, I can't do this story, Jim, but on your way there, can you stop at Kmart? Because Jacqueline Smith is there, and she was my favorite Charlie's Angel. I said, absolutely. <laughs> so, so on our way, the photographer like, and I... will happily take it. I'll happily <laughs> take that assignment. On our way, the photographer and I... Uh, made a detour and we went to uh, the, the store and there was Jacqueline Smith. So we interviewed her for a news piece before we went out to the horses yeah. <laughs> and did a story about polo. That <laughs> uh, was so much fun. That is crazy. Uh, is there like a particular sport that you enjoyed covering more than the other? Yeah. What do you say? I think boxing. Boxing, boxing. really? Boxing, yeah. My dad was an amateur fighter uh, when he was young and he used to take me to boxing quite a bit here in Hawaii, and I kind of grew up with, with that. But there was just something about the rhythm 
and the sound of the sport that I always gravitated to. It made for great packages with that sound. Mm -hmm. um, but that sport, I, I just kind of enjoyed doing stories about boxers and boxing. Uh, they are some of the some of the some of the um, I don't want to say the best interviews that you can do. Um, I don't know. There was just something yeah. about them, just the way they, they, they viewed things, you know, and I found it easy to talk to them mm -hmm. and about their sport. Yeah, boxers. Yeah, boxers I really enjoyed interviewing. But uh, others, others too, football. Um, mm -hmm. University of Hawaii, I covered the season where Bob Wagner was the coach, and then they won the WAC right. championship. Um, and that was that was phenomenal. Jason Elam, who mm -hmm. uh, ended up going to the NFL and played many seasons, teammates with uh, John Elway, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the Denver. <laughs> oh, nice show cut. Yeah, small, yeah, small world. A very good segue there. Kyle. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was a place kicker, right? Yeah. And he ends up tying the NFL record. I think he tied the NFL record for the longest field goal until it was broken mm -hmm. again. But he was phenomenal. Uh, and others on that on that football team, Maatano Vasa, who ended up going to the NFL as well, and others. Yeah, yeah. he was my he was our uh, linebackers coach when I was at Mililani High School. Wow. Yeah, I yeah. played. I graduated with his son. Oh my goodness! Yeah. There you go. You know, he had a good run in the NFL too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, you were were you around when uh, UH was kind of going through the the Van Oppen years, and then. Then switching, you know, you know, kind of, kind of segueing into what UH has kind of been currently going through with like a lot of the turmoil and things like that. You know, I was, because um, I was, I was in sports when Bob Wagner left right. the University of Hawaii, and I was sorry to see him go. The man was an excellent football coach, mm -hmm. uh, and I think Von Oppen was right after him, right? Yeah. So yeah, I was in the beginning of the Von Oppen era, and mm -hmm. then then I was I was gone from sports at that point. Uh, but yeah, I, I kind of remember the down, the downturn, um, and it was it was sad for Wags because they were coming off a good year too. Right, right. You know, when when he was let go, uh, but uh, he was phenomenal. Riley Wallace, another great coach with the University of Hawaii, their basketball team, another name there. Um, and for people who remember the fabulous five mm -hmm. from yeah. the old old days in, in Hawaii sports, they were they were the big ticket in town. They used to pack the Blaisdell whenever they'd play their basketball games there. Uh, and I didn't cover them when they played, but mm -hmm. I did cover them in subsequent years uh, as men, as older men. Right. Um, and had a chance to catch up with those guys. They were phenomenal interviews. You want that funny story now that I was going to tell you about? <laughs> yes, go yeah. for it. Go Please. for it. Okay. Probably the funniest, the funniest story I have, or the, the, the coolest, one of the coolest things that, that we did back in KGMB in the old sports days were the sports challenges. Uh, and one of them was centered around sumo because back when I was covering sports, sumo <laughs> was the big deal. We had uh, uh, Konishiki and Akebono and Musashi Maru, and we would broadcast the highlights. We covered it like you cover the Super Bowl. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, the guys were coming out here, excuse me, the guys were coming out here for a uh, uh, demo sumo tournament mm -hmm. which sold out the blaisdell and um so we put together a sumo special at the station uh, ross mihara was our lead anchor scott culbertson 
I got to give those guys props. They were really <laughs> good to work with. But uh, we went out and we did a, uh, we went to a, a camp where they trained sumo wrestlers from Hawaii because they, all, they wanted to develop the next crop of champions. And so we did the whole thing. <laughs> Dressed up. We dressed up in the Mawashi. I gotta say, I have seen a picture. There, there is a picture oh, out there. Is there something floating? You gotta the, burn it. There is a picture floating around you that must. may or may not exist in this office. <laughs> you may, you may burn that with my permission. But yeah, we were, keep keep going on. We need yeah. the pull. We wore the we wore the Mawashis, the three of us, and we actually got in the the circle with the sumo students. Oh my god! And did that whole. <laughs> there, we only saw the picture. I wish there was like I know. archive footage from that story. There is somewhere, and I think oh my Scott Culberson has it. <laughs> he, he keeps Just those the, archives. <laughs> How, what made you decide to wear that outfit? Like where we, we did you, it because we wanted the full-on experience, and wow. it was great for the special. Uh, that special was a killer yeah. special. We, yeah, we did that one. Uh, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> but those guys, too, because I interviewed all three of them yeah. at some point in my time. Uh, they were all fantastic. Really, really, really cool dudes, man, who made wow. it big yeah. in Japan. Huge. They were, they were yeah. megastars in Japan. Yeah. We have to what? look for that. I know. What? We have to look for that, Kyle, yeah. for sure. Exactly. Kind of segueing into my next question is, you know, you've, you've covered sports for many years. Yeah. Um, Kind of like, if you could think back, have you been a part of or witnessed kind of sports history? And if so, like, what kind of what kind of sports moment stands out to you that you were you know able to cover or had the privilege to cover? Okay, um, I think on the on the national scale, you know, uh, there have been so many big things that mm -hmm. happened in Hawaii. We just talked about our sumo champs uh, and, and uh, the University of Hawaii. Uh, winning a championship but on the national scene one of the sadder things that stands out was when magic johnson was diagnosed mm -hmm. right uh, and he um made that announcement you know that kind of rocked the sports world mm -hmm. back then and set us all uh kind of it caught us all by surprise right that yeah. that was a big big deal um uh, let's see if we keep talking, I'll think of other things. But I think <laughs> for me, that one just kind of stands out as yeah. one of those pivotal moments uh, that that I covered from a distance, of course. Yeah, yeah. You and the bombings at the Olympics. Oh that yeah. The Olympic in the the uh, the Atlanta Olympics. Yeah. I think it was. It was mm -hmm. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, that uh, just kind of stands out as those those times. Um, since you first started covering sports, how have, how have you seen it evolve over right, the years? Right. Like, depending, you know, whether it's the playing style in football or just kind of the matter you see athletes going at things, you know, how have you seen it kind of evolve over the years? What do you say? Oh, boy. Um, athletes have gotten bigger and faster. We know, that. <laughs> we know that. And now the NBA and college basketball is a three-point game. Yeah. Uh, there's not so much... Uh, the half court game anymore i think that's that's been a big thing and money of course mm -hmm. you know um, athletes being paid a lot more than when i was covering sports that's but it's also a good thing because it's open doors have been open for uh, 
in, in other areas for people, women's sports has, have gotten really big. Right. Uh, and just watching the NCAA women's tournament this year, you see the crowds in the arenas? Yeah. My goodness. That yeah. could be the men's Final Four from, mm -hmm. you know, 10, 10 years ago. I mean, they, yeah. they, they just pack it in. It's, it's just incredible. Incredible. Another guy I got to give a shout out to because I had a, a blast working with him was Neil Everett. Right. Neil, oh yeah. Neil, Neil used to come in when I was, when I was, uh, doing sports producing and reporting. Neil would come in and, and anchor sometimes when they needed a fill in, and we just had some of the best times uh, in our little sports cave, just the two of us in, in the room producing a, a sports show and. What you see on TV is what you get. Neil is exactly that guy. Uh, he never changed uh, from Hawaii to big time ESPN. He's he's the same Neil Everett. Yeah. Is it kind of cool that um, he uh, his uh, intro on SportsCenter is still uh, how's it? How's it? <laughs> I, know. I think I think that's super cool to yes. to see that it's still so like so much a part of him, right? Yes. And and I think he he still features a lot of like local stories on during his top tens right on sports center yeah do you, do you have any uh favorite teams that you root for san francisco 49 there we go really yeah, first up 100 agree yeah oh and no. my my fandom goes way back to right. the days of john brody when he was the quarterback of the 49ers <laughs> and they were suffering <laughs> uh, and then of course through the glory 80s with joe montana and and uh Jerry Rice, yeah. and Roger Craig, and all those guys. I just love the 49ers to death. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm still a 49er fan. <laughs> They'll win the Super Bowl again one day. <laughs> yep. One day. I got I, my dad a, uh, a signed Frank Gore football oh, wow. back in the day, a 49er wow. one. Yeah. I, I, I am in enemy territory right now. Okay. I'm, I'm a Seattle Seahawks fan. Oh, yes. And I will say that on camera, for the record, I will never waver. But Good. I'm just in an enemy team's territory. It's kind of gone downhill, Kyle. It's okay. It's okay. It's kind like, of rough for like you guys. Like you guys went through a little bit of a slump. That's This is just the That's progression right. of the NFL. <laughs> I'm sure the 49ers aren't shedding any tears over Russell Wilson <laughs> leaving. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's another athlete I interviewed was um, Jerry Rice. Really? Another you interviewed one. Jerry Rice? Oh, yeah. Interviewed Jerry what was Rice. That? What was that? Interviewed yeah. Steve Young, too. Oh, cool. Very, very cool. Caught him in an airport. We had to chase him. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> to get him before he got in a car. Uh, but Jerry Rice, Steve Young, too, really gracious man. Really neat guy. Yeah. Wow. Lots of them. Lots of them. Jim, you went from, uh, you know, sports reporter to an anchor. Yeah. Was that a hard switch for you? You know, not even really the, the job description. I mean, being an anchor is a bigger role. Yeah. But is it kind of hard to move on from that? sports world into being in that bigger position you mean in news yeah into oh, that, more into that news leap. making yeah. that leap from yeah. there yeah it, it was a transition but i had a little period between because um, I, I was a sports i went from being a sports producer reporter to a sports anchor right and so i had that a little bit of that uh in 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 my corner that i was able to anchor with the news people so i kind of had that and I came from a news background. My first job was the news reporter general assignment. So making the shift to that, yeah, it was an adjustment. It was an adjustment. And um, I just appreciated the time. I mean, I had great anchors that I worked with. Kim yeah. Janala and Jade Moon were fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and I learned a lot from just being on set with them and, and doing that kind of a work. But it's different, you know. 
Now, Ron Mizutani is a good friend of mine. Uh, he made that transition also from sports to news. And he told me, Jim, just treat news like another sport. Right. And I, I, that's good advice yeah. because uh, it kind of is. You know, mm -hmm. Stories are stories. And the thing, I do still get to do sports stories every once yeah. in a while. You know, I'll interview athletes or, or people who, who do sports. And I, I kind of go back to those old days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of talk about, um, I guess, your last tenure here at Hawaii News now mm -hmm. of, like, you know, your role as, as you know, everybody knows, Jim's tell me a story. <laughs> um, so yeah. just kind of talk about how you're not necessarily general news. You get to go out and find these features, these honestly amazing stories and then even yeah. some sports ones too yeah. yeah uh i've just been blessed you know and the last few years i've been given free reign which i've really appreciated you know to to do the kind of stories that i wanted to do and, and meet people uh and i think that um the audience here in hawaii got to give props to them man they've been so kind to me and and i get stories sent to me uh by viewers you might like this kind of story. This might fit the bill for your tell me a story. Uh, and, and then others, you know, and, and I've built up a lot of good relationships with people over the years. So that has been really cool. And I've enjoyed so much being able to tell these types of stories the last few years and do it all the time. Uh, and there are times I still slip into the, the, the other types of news, yeah. the harder news stories. Right. But it's, it's these that I've really, really enjoyed doing. Yeah. Do you have... Uh, kind of one of your tell me a story uh, more recently uh, kind of sports tell me a stories that kind of stands out to you that you really enjoy doing or something that was Ooh. really interesting to you because yeah. I mean I mean once we don't really know anything about these sports or these yeah. stories until we see them on on air that you present to us so I, I, like anyone that kind of stands out to you um, well I mentioned Brian Valoria earlier and uh I did, a, I did a podcast. Well, I did, a, I did an interview that was turned into a podcast by one of our talented producers for his podcast. Oh, no, it wasn't Davis. No, oh. it wasn't me. <laughs> oh, it was... Uh, Sorry, Kyle. I was, appreciate you pointing yeah, at me, though. You did point, and he is a talented so, producer of you podcasts. Just stop. It's, all right. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, but it was turn, it, I did a, a really long format interview uh, with, with Brian Valori about his life now. Mm -hmm. after boxing right. and his views on things like uh, MMA, that type of sports yeah. and his role now as a, a boxing trainer uh, and what he's trying to accomplish and also what he's trying to do for youth, not just in Hawaii, but elsewhere to, uh, to teach them about, about boxing. And so that, I think recently that was really good. And it was, it was neat to catch up with him now post fight career. Yeah, You know, I covered him when he was a fighter uh, and saw him, like I said, when he was just a kid, shadow boxing in a ring. And to, to talk to Brian Valeri, the man, now, right. the father, yeah, yeah. the husband, um, the uh, former champion, the retired champion. It was really, really cool to do. Great interview. If you guys ever get a chance yeah. to get him on your podcast. Dude, <laughs> we'll try. We will he, try. We were he, trying. We were thinking awesome. of some great guests and we needed to get Jim on. If you guys don't know, Jim is um, bidding aloha to news for um, in in the next few days, which is yeah. really sad for us. Um, we will miss you, Davis, and I will miss you a lot. You just being in the newsroom, 
being able to bounce. You just off. have just, such a warming presence here. Yeah, Jim. everyone oh, feels it. Wow, everyone feels it. You walk in and seeing you. Yeah, it's just even smiling at us. It I know. makes you feel good. <laughs> it makes my day better. <laughs> it oh, makes it man, better. That's really kind. But I think no. I guess my next question would be just what what will you miss? I guess the most about news or sports casting, just being in this world that yeah. you've been a part of majority of your life really i'm just i'm gonna pull a tim tebow on you guys and i'm gonna say i want to thank my lord and savior jesus christ because without him there's no way no way uh i have um when i first stepped in and i i was kind of thrown into the fire that's how we did in the old days you know i I went in my first day boom i'm out on a story Uh, and it just continued and i've told thousands of stories over my career literally uh and I tell you what, man, uh, the people that I have met um, and the way they've let me into their lives for just a few moments to tell a minute and a half long snippet of their life, I've, I'm just so honored by that. And, uh, and I'm, I'm very, very thankful that they allowed me to do that and tell their stories. The thing that I'll, the, the, I will miss the people that I work with. And I have worked with many, many talented people over the years, you guys included. Uh, but it all goes back. It goes way, way back, you know. And, and yeah. um, I just I can't name all the names because I can't remember them all in, in one sitting. But there are so, so many. Uh, and it's, I tell folks this. I say it's, it's not my story. Uh, it's our story. And when I work with photographers and I've worked with fantastic talented photographers they're the ones who make the stories sing i sit down and i do an interview or a talk story with somebody i extract the sound bites that i want i write a script to that and i put my voice to it but they're the ones who make the magic happen because it's a television medium and when you marry the two together the great visuals and storytelling it's unbeatable unbeatable so i want to i want to give a shout out to all those people all those talented folks that i've worked with over the years yeah going going off of that how has news shaped you over the years it's made me appreciate my wife and kids (laughs) a lot more uh it's been i think it's it's made me more patient with people you know um and a better listener although my wife will tell you otherwise (laughs) (laughs) i think i've I've become a better listener i've always tried to simplify things uh in my in my writing and i can't do it any other way you know and and one of the the best compliments i've i get from people is wow you made that story understandable and when i was doing a lot hard harder news um hard news stories uh, topics that were that were tough to explain in, in a minute and a half, and boiling it down, I tried to get it down to the essence so we could all understand it. And and if I accomplished that, I accomplished what I wanted to do, you know, just to yeah. be a simple storyteller. And yeah, maybe uh, a simpler man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your advice to people who want to pursue news or pursue being sports reporters? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or the the young hotshot sports reporter in this office that has no oh, prior yeah, no sure. prior experience. <laughs> I would say, 
Uh, love what you do. Don't look at it as a job. Uh, and um, really dive into every single story you do. Every person you invest the time with them, you know, when you talk to them, uh, because they have a story to tell, you know, and, and time flies by so fast and, and it's gone by in a heartbeat for me. It's nearly 30 years of doing this kind of work and it's gone by so, so fast. I kind of remember stories that I did way back when better than I do now, the ones that I've done more currently, and I guess that's a sign of age, but, <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of how it is. I, I would just say, uh, really dive into it and apply yourself to it because there's so much that this profession can give back to you. Sports, news, anything like that. And for the young folks out there who want to be journalists, um, know what's going on around you. Know a little bit about a lot. You don't have to be an expert on one thing, but know a little bit about 10 things. You know, it will help you. And every story you go on is an experience. Some of them repeat themselves, and you do the same sort of story later, and you're better at it. Uh, and then uh, some stories are brand new, and so you can learn something from that. Yeah. Wow. 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 Deep, yeah? I'm, wow. really I'm speechless. <laughs> we're the hosts, and we're pretty speechless right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, no, we all look up yeah. to you, and... I know that, you know, one, one thing that struck me, like, just even working with you, you did a story about uh, the the man who was cleaning the graves at Punchbowl. Oh, yes. And um, I just remember that because CNN and all the national outlets were all asking for it. And I remember just telling him, like, Jim, this could, like, win a bunch of awards. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is such a good story. And yeah. I'll always remember you just said, like, you know, it's not about the award. It's about the story. Yeah, I, and I believe that. That just really, that, that hit me. I mean. You know, I, I got my Emmy. I got my Murrow and things like that and, and other awards early on. And I said, you know what? I don't need any more. I, I mean, one's enough. And to me, the, the, the gratification has been telling the stories you know, to whomever, you know, mm -hmm. if, if one person appreciated or learned something from a story that I've, that I've um, written, then that's the award. You know, that makes it worth it all, man. I remember that story, too. That was great. I mean, he was a great It was guy. an incredible story. Yeah. I, I'll always still remember that one. Yeah. I, I still get tickled when CNN or NBC or somebody picks up one of those stories. Yeah. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. It is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, we all look up to you. I want to say thank you, you guys. Thank you guys for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate this is it. This brand new. Yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate you coming on and saying yes. Yeah. yeah. No, no Kyle and I don't even know like if we're doing it right. Yeah, <laughs> you guys much. are doing it right. And it's nice to see young people who are committed to what they do. And you're both talented, so you're on the right path. Uh, just, <laughs> just keep on going, man. And down the road, you're going to look back and go, wow, I have gotten better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's very kind words from you, Jim. And we, we are for real going to miss you so much here at H&N. And again, thank you for coming on, coming on the show. Oh, man, yes. Appreciate it. You know, it, it is overtime, isn't it? It is, <laughs> it overtime. is overtime. It is. It is. It is looking at that time. Um, 
Thank you guys for listening and watching this episode of H&N Overtime. Uh, to listen, you can head to Spotify or anywhere you get your H&N podcasts.